This first part interview with Abby Johnson was recorded before the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Abby Johnson worked for Planned Parenthood for eight years to become the clinical director, but she walked away from her job after witnessing the abortion of a 13-week-old fetus during an ultrasound-guided abortion. In 2012, she founded And Then There Was None, the only ministry in the nation that helps abortion workers leave their jobs and find new ones out of the abortion industry. Abby also founded the organizations Pro Love Ministries and Loveline. Her best-selling book, Unplanned, was made into a feature film. And if you haven't seen it, people, I'm telling you, go see it. You can see it for free on TV, I'm sure. And her most recent book, Fierce Mercy, which I read in just a few days, was released in March 2022. Abby is the host of the podcast, Politely Rude. You need to listen to her podcast. It's really good. It seems like everything she touches is really, really good. And her and her husband, Doug, have eight children. Welcome to our show, Abby. I'm so delighted to have you on today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And you know, you have an incredible testimony. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Abby Johnson for people who have not heard of you, which I find that unbelievable, but tell us who you are. Yeah. So, you know, most importantly, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a mom of eight beautiful children. I'm a wife and I live in Texas. People usually know me because of my story, just I'm working at Planned Parenthood for eight years and leading the abortion industry. You know, I wrote a book in 2011 called Unplanned. And that really talked about my story of getting into the abortion industry, leading the abortion industry was sort of a, I guess, an expose inside the abortion clinics in America and uh, what was really taking place inside of those clinics. And then, you know, I started speaking and started going around the world telling my story and that just sort of became my life. And it started and then there were none. And we started getting abortion clinic workers out of the abortion industry and getting them into a relationship with Jesus Christ and wrote another book that came out in 2015 called The Walls Are Talking. And that sort of highlighted individual stories from within the abortion industry. And then after The Walls Are Talking came out, I got an email from the guys that did God's Not Dead. And they asked me if I would consider turning Unplanned, my book, into a major motion picture. And I was like, no, not really. Not not interested. You know, thanks, but no thanks. Well, actually, I was just like, I've been vulnerable enough. You know, I've, I've told my story, I'm continuing to tell my story. And I've been vulnerable enough. I told them I said, plus, I thought God's not dead was super cheesy. And you're not going to, you know, cheese up my life story. And they wrote back. So I was just sort of like a thanks, but no thanks. And they, you know, wrote back and said, well, we agree. <laughs> 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 uh, they were like, 
you know, we, we don't want to do that to your life story. We want to tell the real story. And they were like, well, you just meet with us. And I said, okay, fine. You know, so they, they flew down here and I was just sure it's going to be a no. And my husband was like, have you even you know prayed about it? And I was like, no, shut up. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to pray about it. I don't and I knew what the Lord was leading me to do, but it was very scary. But I agreed to do it. We, you know, signed the contract and, and then God told us to wait. And so we waited and we waited for a couple of years. Wow. And then all of a sudden God was like, okay, go. And it was the right time. It was the perfect time to release the film. It was all very new to me, but our heart going into it, you know, was that we wanted people's lives to be changed. We wanted hearts to be converted. We wanted people to walk into the theater pro-choice and to walk out pro-life. Right. And that really was what happened. It was in theaters for 14 weeks and it was number four in the box office. You know, the critics thought it would completely fail. They thought it would make no money. It made eight, you know, over $18 million in the box office. It set records with pre-release numbers. And everybody, you know, the critics wanted this to desperately fail because people who support abortion want to believe, they wanted to believe at that time that abortion was settled law. But I believe that it made a huge impact on culture. But it was a film about what the Lord can do and how the Lord can change someone. It's, it's the same story that we read about Paul, right. right? It's the same story that we read about King David. It's God loves a conversion story, right? And he thrives on conversion of heart. You know, we were getting emails from people saying, you know, someone told me to go watch this film. I was considering abortion and now I'm going to choose life. And that's, that's really what it was all about. You know, it was called unplanned, but it was planned by God and his perfect timing and his purpose for his purpose. It, it really is amazing. I'm, I'm so happy that you ended up saying yes. And I could not put down your book, Fierce Mercy, as I said, and I read it like in a few days, I think three days, I, I couldn't put it down. It's so good. Could you um, please elaborate on that book? That is your continuation of Unplanned and what happened there? Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to write another book. I, you know, I Unplanned and the Walls Were Talking was, it was so much about abortion. It was, you know, so much about, it was so much about the abortion industry, you know, and, and that was great that, you know, I needed to talk about those things that was good for me. That was healing for me. And the public needed to know, uh, you know, about all the things that I had to say, but I wanted to write a book that sort of picked up from unplanned, but was also more personal. Um, I wanted people to sort of see more of a personal side of me. And I wanted to talk more about just what God had done in my life and what he had done in my life in a more personal way. Like, you know, yeah, he had done this big thing in my life that I had left the abortion industry, right? But he had done so much in my life in other ways too. I mean, he had healed my marriage. 
I had gone from when I left Planned Parenthood, I had one kid. Now I have eight. I'm a mother of eight, right? He had done so much in my life in my motherhood. He had birthed this beautiful ministry for abortion clinic workers. And I, he had also healed me in ways that I had not expected. And, you know, I had been in a lot of trials and he had pulled me through those trials and I had screwed up a lot, you know, and he had taken me through those screw ups too. And I had learned a lot through that. And I had done all of my healing in public and he had been with me through all of that. And that was a hard road, you know? And so I wanted to talk about that. I just really wanted to write a book where I was very, very vulnerable in a sense, and just very open with people about, you know, who I, who I really am as a mom, as a ministry leader, as a wife, so that they could just sort of see the real me, because I think people look at me and, and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, there's Abby, you know, fighting against abortion or fighting this leftist or fighting this pro abort or fight, but there's a lot more to me Yes. than that to really sort of show people that part of me too. Yeah, the, the book absolutely did that. We got to know who you really are and where your heart lies and you want to serve the Lord and serve families and protect children. And I, it really is an excellent book. So could you please elaborate a little bit on your organization and then there were none and, and how can we support that ministry? Yeah, and then there were none was really born because, well, I saw a need. There just wasn't anything like it in the pro-life movement. There was, there was no organization that was serving people like me. You know, there were individual groups. There were, you know, local groups, like a local group that helped me, but there was nothing nationwide. Nobody, nobody reaching into abortion clinics and saying, Hey, if you, if you hate your job, we can help you, you know? And I figured there had to be other people like me, you know, that, that hated what they were doing every day, but felt stuck. And so what I, what really happened was that I was praying for God to put on the heart of someone else to start that kind of ministry. (laughs) So I was like, God, you know what, just put it on somebody's heart to start a ministry for abortion clinic workers. And uh, I prayed that. For several months. And then finally, God was like, hey, dummy, you know, it's it's you. I want you to do it. And so, you know, we started, I I actually, I met a woman at an event. I described this event in the book. And I, I went to this event in Los Angeles with my friend Eduardo Verastegui. And I, I was done with my speaking and she came just screaming, came to the, to the back stage area and was just screaming for me and went to her and she just fell into my arms, told me that she worked at a Los Angeles Planned Parenthood. Her fiance had brought her there to specifically listen to me. Well, they were not engaged yet. The boyfriend had brought her there to specifically listen to me. He wanted to ask her to marry him, but he was not going to do it while she was still working at Planned Parenthood. Wow. And he was hoping that hearing my testimony would convince her to leave her job. She was just so overcome and was like, I don't want to be there anymore. This is a Saturday. She was like, I don't want to go back. I, you know, and that was the first, that was the first clinic worker I'd ever, you know, that was the first clinic worker I'd ever encountered who was like, help me, help me leave. And, and I was like, 
okay. You know, and I thought, well, surely there's some, there's something out there for clinic workers. And that was when I realized there was not. How many clinical workers have you helped and how many Planned Parenthood have closed because of your, and then there were none organization? Yeah. So we've helped at this point, we've helped over 620 wow. workers leave the industry and come into a relationship with Christ. And then, and that was our first, you know, she's the one that started the whole thing. I, I blame her. And then we, because of those workers, you know, because a lot of times when they leave, they want to go public. They, they know things about the clinic. They, they know enough information to go to state departments, to go to health departments. We even worked federally with different commissions and things, and they end up shutting those clinics down. So we've actually shut down 25 Wow. Because of those workers. That that is wonderful. You know, the story is just amazing. We're going to continue this in this next episode with Abby. She's going to also talk about how you can talk to your children about abortion. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.